Um, yeah. So uh, what's what's been going on? It's uh, it's been a minute since we we did a podcast. Nobody we, we knows. But a few days ago, but uh, you know, yeah, it has the been the people. The concerned people, our listeners, true. don't know what you've been up to. Our listener. Uh, <laughs> actually, so <laughs> our our listenership has actually ramped up a lot lately. Cool. We Yeah, we used to get like between two and five downloads a day, but for the past week we've gotten at least ten downloads a day. Wonderful. Like we're well past 300 now. That's great. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Sure. Um, and, uh, I actually been meaning to talk to you about this. Um, so, I started actually not spamming um, the Buckethead Reddit, Uh-oh. which is very like. So I, I made a post about like interview questions for Maximum Bob about Buckethead, and I was like, "Hey, I got an interview with Maximum Bob, who we're, we were supposed to interview yes, today, but he has COVID, so Yikes. we're not going to because what the fuck?" Yeah, wishing uh, wishing. Maximum Robert the best, of course. Yes, yes. I hope he has a maximum recovery. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he's a very, very talented individual, and I was really looking forward. I, had a, I have a, a full list of great questions to ask the guy. I'm really interested in what he's all about. But mm-hmm. that yeah. can wait for another time until he is, you know, tip-top shape again. And uh, if you're listening, body. Maximum Bob, please, heal easy. We... We're we're looking forward to talking to you, brother. Oh yeah, hell yeah. But um, yeah. What have you been up to? What's uh, what's what's the game? Oh my goodness, yeah. I've been I've been kicking it. You know, I cleaned my house today. I made a pizza, a day pizza. That's a pizza that you make during the day instead of at night. I, I get that. Can, can I pause you real quick there? Okay. All but one podcast now. You've talked about cleaning your house. We get it, okay? <laughs> we, I, we get, I'm a filthy get, man. Like, what can we, I say? I'm so just am I, but I don't messes. talk about, like, the things I do to try to remedy it. <laughs> like, I don't... It's, uh, it's become a new fascination of mine to keep my house really clean, you see? Because, you know, okay. for a long time, I, I wasn't, the, you know, wasn't the best. And up it's on it's, it's so, actually, I mean, you you live in like technically like a studio, and yeah. it, it's it's hard to keep a studio tidy. I lived in one for several years, uh-huh. and I mean, with that little space and with that amount of things that you have, it's not easy at all. Yeah, so I got rid of a yeah. bunch of shit. I got like barely yeah. anything now. It's awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Minimalism is a cool. Oh hell dog. yeah! Like yeah, it's, and it's a cool feeling too because you don't have shit to worry about. Like. I've got all this shit I haven't touched in years, and I'm just like, God, I need to just like sell this on eBay, but I don't have the time. Yeah, or the or patience. Like, so. The the wherewithal, I believe, is like preferred. I guess so. Yeah. Like, I, I is there a service where like someone you can just give someone like a shitload of stuff and be like, hey, you can have like fifty percent, just sell it all on eBay. Yeah, is that a thing? I'm pretty sure people do that for money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. eBay consignment. Yeah, that's got to be a thing. Yeah, I gotta I gotta check that out. That sounds like a thing I, I need to do because I just have so much shit that I don't want. Yeah. I just don't want Get rid of it. If uh-huh. it don't bring you joy, get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, I've got so many instruments, I just never play. Like, uh-huh. you know, at this point, like, I've got a lot of fucking cool, amazing sounding basses, but I'm like, I mean... I only need two of them, really. I need my six string. I I, I like having a fret fretted just to fuck around with it. So I want to keep that one. But a four and a six string fretless, like the um fucking 
Oh god, that uh, uh, midnight, that black bass, oh, yeah. the ebony one. That's like the Big best sounding bass ever. God, I fucking love how that bass sounds. Biggest blackest bass. Oh god, no! Like the ebony fretboard on a fretless just takes it to the next level. Like that thing goes yeah. with every note you play. Like the sustain is weird and spooky. Oh god, like I love. Mm. You love some spooky sustain, you know. I do. That's really I, what I, you I want. Love, I love fretless too because it like it speaks to the whole instrument. Like you actually get like the sound of what the instrument's made out of, in a big way. Sure. And it's lovely. Love making um, fretless. Sounds good. I was listening yeah, to a does. band with some fretless bass in it. Uh, I was listening to that band the other day, Obscura. Obscura, so good. Yeah, yeah so yeah. good. They're I mean, from, they're not. They're, they're not. They're not great though. They're just so good. So they're like they're everyone from a couple of years ago. It's called a mm-hmm. Diluvium or something. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one a lot. I think that's the best one they put out. It's really really uh, good. God, like, they really catch had a songs. really good fretless bassist. Was I think it was was it Anata? You remember them? Anata. Yeah. Anata? They, yeah, yeah. They, I don't remember fretless bass in that band. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of Augury. Oh, Augury yeah, yeah, is so yeah. fucking good. Augury Hell is so yeah. goddamn good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, the yeah. same guy in Obscura from Augury Forest. Pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, so Augury had like five bassists. The though. one that played when we played with them. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so, so weird because they were like, all of their bass parts were insanely technical and amazing yeah, yeah. and required like to be able to play like six string fretless in a metal way mm-hmm. which is not something you see often but this band <laughs> found like five different bass players that could like do it like in the same area in canada and i'm like what the fuck is going on like in montreal or wherever they're fucking quebec. from like are they just breed- sorry where are they from quebec or montreal one of those quebec French, yeah yeah French they're canada. just like breeding these amazing like neoclassical six string fretless bassists and i'm like what the fuck like yeah. No, yeah. Like, oh. that's just sometimes that's what the way the bass rumbles. Yeah, eh. it does. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, um, I saw I saw a pretty good tweet today. I'm just gonna. <clears throat> that's what I guess this podcast is. Just me reciting tweets to you. Um, no, it's. I mean, this 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 podcast. Uh, my best hope is that it, it's like a meme, basically, like it's something people down. can make fun of. Yeah. In a cultural way, like why did anyone do this? Well, yeah, truly, why? Um, yeah, I mean, it was your idea, really. Truly, why? <laughs> Tell up. me, please. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out, and this is episode ten, episode we're, X, if you will. We're we're like more than ten percent done with this project okay. at this point. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. We're about ten yeah. percent. Yeah, a little bit less, but it's uh, it's gonna take us nine ninety ninety five, I would say, altogether episodes to do this whole thing. Okay. Um, and we've done two bonus episodes, and we'll probably do a lot more. Um. Yeah. But yeah, love that bonus episode vibe. The bonus episodes are great. Low it's pressure, uh, low effort. Lo- exactly. It's like you can listen to. It says bonus episode. It's not like. We're actually like saying anything meaningful. So if you want to listen to it, listen to it. There, I, I think there are funniest ones because they're too. the things that are we're, like most familiar with. Yeah, that's and it's true. like just, but but you know that's that's from a very 
us perspective. So we, we think it's super funny because we actually lived it. So this is us. Um, we're probably just assholes. This is us. <laughs> the, the show. Yes, definitely. Thusly. Uh, do you want to, do you want to get this mother father on the road? <laughs> yeah, I do. All right, let's do it. <laughs> hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton Ryan Straw. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 284 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. A Buckethead. Parentheses, intro music, parentheses. Hmm. Welcome, bot slogs, friends, and bucket heads. This is episode 10 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. Wow, look at that. No, 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 yeah. no. What's, that's, uh, Brit, that's how we do. Brit, that's how we do. What's, Brit, uh, what's, Brit, what's going on in. Brit, what, what? Brit. Yeah. What's up? What, what's, what's up? I mean. What's up? Tell me what's up. That's, that's a pretty big question. Um,. Like in my, uh, so the proverbial oh, man, oh, you know, a, a little bit's up. So, uh, who sickness going around dog. I was, I was sick for like the last yeah. week. It was, it was bad. Terrible. And, uh, my sickness like had this weird, uh, tangential health negative effect in that, um, I, I had to stay in bed for so long and I was so like achy and sore, uh, that. Like when I I got up, like somehow I overstrained my back or something, and so in the last like week or so I've been dealing with like heavy sciatica because I slipped a disc in my back. Ah, and so like my sciatic nerve on my left leg is just going fucking nuts. So it hurts to like walk or sit or like do anything but stand completely still or lie down. Do T pose when you stand? Do you put your arms out? No, just, I, I don't do that. Okay. Wow, that that sucks a lot. So what have, what have you been doing about it? Um, so I have some muscle relaxers from uh, some back stuff I had a while ago. So I've been taking some muscle relaxers, and those are super nice, but they make me, like, really super tired and weird. So I oh, don't yeah. take them, like, when I get up for work, because I'm still tired, and I'm like, I'm just going to fall asleep while I'm driving, and I'm scared of that. So... Like, as soon as I get to work, I take some muscle relaxers, and then work is kind of cool. Um, and, you know, I, yeah. like, I've taken them in front of my boss. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take these muscle relaxers. For yeah. Like, yeah, okay. That's so, what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I had to work, like, a half shift the other day. No. And so I was working in the evening, and in the early part of the day, dude, I was just, like, getting high. I was just fucking ripping bong hits and taking edibles and just, you know, doing my shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll give it like a buffer, you know, and I'll be fine by the time I go to work. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. it didn't work, did it? <laughs> well, no, it did work. It's oh. just like I got really high and oh. forgot I had to go to work. So I eat more edibles like about an hour before I was supposed to go to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, dang it. <laughs> All right. So I went to work and I was like, Whoa, wow, I'm high here. Oh, wow, oh, he. <laughs> and uh, it was good. It was chill, you know. Wasn't wasn't too bad. It was actually okay. Worked out all right. But what hasn't happened to me in a while, you know? So yeah. I experienced that. Yeah, so I don't, uh, yeah, I don't get high before work at all anymore. 
Mostly because, like, I just get up in yeah, the morning and I'm still, like, probably a little stoned from the night before. And, yeah. You know. I, I generally don't ever get high before work because oh. it's like, why bother? Yeah. Like, I would rather just get high when I get home. When I exactly. Get home. And, you know, that, um, that way you kind of, like, you know, you don't, you don't just, like, maintain a high and not get more high when you come home. Exactly. You get to, like, exactly. have the, the relaxation benefit of getting high at home. But... But when you wake up at 9 a.m. and you don't have to work until 5 p.m. Oh, fuck like, that. Bruh, like, I'm going to be getting fucking high. Yeah, right? Of course. For that day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, what else am I supposed to do? You That's know? for real. Um, I, I, ha- I don't think I've ever had, like, bad experiences being high at work. I've been really high at some oh. jobs. Um, yeah. And I know you've been very high at some jobs. I've been too. I've been too high at some jobs. So like, what, um, what's the highest you've ever been at work? I think I know the answer to this, but I I, I want you to. So anyway. yeah, so um, when when medical weed was a thing, I had a medical card. Um, because you know, yeah. I, I've I'm honestly like I have had a lot of back issues since I was very young. Like, and I've been in physical therapy since I was like seventeen years old. Um, and honestly, weed is great medicine. Weed helps a lot. Uh, yeah. Like CBD is a great thing. And just THC also is very fucking helpful for pain. Yeah. And so like, you know, I always used it, uh, medically, but I also always used it recreationally. (laughs) (laughs) I used to smoke weed. I mean, I still do. Yeah. I used to, too. R.I.P. Machetberg. R.I.P. Um, but, uh, so back in the medical days, they didn't have limits on like any type of concentrate or edibles or anything. And now, sure. uh, with the liquor control board in Washington, who's regulating weed now, they won't let any one, um, serving of a weed edible be more than 10 milligrams. And so... Like, you can get, like, a big pack of stuff that equals, like, 150 or 200 milligrams, but it's, like, a ton of candy. Or you ton can of also get, like, uh, like, the drinks that yeah. are, like, 100 milligrams. You can. And, and, and so yeah. they don't have as much regulations on the drinks, but those drinks that are 100 milligrams are usually, like, 30, 40 bucks. Um, they're, Depends like, pretty expensive. Go. Depends on where you go. Yeah. Um, but, so back in the day, in, when you were in medical, like... Um, there were these things called foobar chews, which were basically like Tootsie Rolls oh, yeah. with 150 milligrams of pure THC in each of them. Jesus God. <laughs> and so like one day when I, you know, at work a lot of the times, like I take my last break, maybe like half an hour before I get off work so I could just go back, finish up my stuff and get off. Right. And get so off. like yeah. a bunch of that oh, yeah. time I'd, um, <clears throat> I just like eat a foobar chew like before I got off work, and so that way when I actually was so, off work, yeah, I so was it kicks just in starting right when you get come, out of work, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, and I know the move. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great move. move, right? But yeah, so yeah. so um, one time um, when I was working at Whole Foods uh, in South Lake Union, Seattle, that's a H O L E Foods. Yes, whole, just in case whole, anybody's wondering. Yes, Whole Whole Foods, because uh, uh-huh. I like those holes, baby. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I like food, so I was yeah. like, "Why not work here?" But yeah, it um, makes sense. So it was um, 
Before, it was owned by Amazon, but also like right when Amazon started moving into that area. So we are mm-hmm. like, and I was uh, working as like a, um, uh, like a kitchen supervisor, uh, in that time. And it, it was fucking insane. Like we were the top deli in any Whole Foods for quite a while. And it was way too much work for way too little pay. It was garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, but anyway, there was this, uh, this little venue in that Whole Foods called the Sea Smoke Cafe that was right next to both the meat and seafood department. And the idea was uh, it was kind of a loss leader for the entire store, but an attraction to the store where you could go uh, at, you know, lunchtime, dinnertime, whenever, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, go buy any cut of meat or any cut of fish and bring it to the Sea Smoke Cafe, and we would cook it for you, like in any way you okay. wanted. So, like, it was actually manned by some very very, very competent cooks, uh, myself being one of them who was not competent, but, um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, mean, we assumed that to, but... to be able to like cook, like, you know, 40 different cuts of meat and poultry and pork and lamb and, you know, like 20 or 30 different types of fish and scallops, shrimp, lobster, crab, seafood, like that takes a lot of culinary talent. You gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And so they decided, you know, they they paid him bullshit, and it was it was a garbage situation. But you know, it made me into a much better cook, and I I know exactly what to do with like every type of meat at any time now, which is really wonderful. Every type of meat. 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 But uh, so one day, going back to the story of being too high, um, as I am right now. Uh, <laughs> as we all are as one does really um one day uh about half an hour before i got off work and this is when i uh i i, I subbed in the sea smoke cafe quite a bit and i was like a, a frequent like breakfast cook in our breakfast venue too so i was known to be a super versatile cook as i am mm. um and one day like you know, half an hour before I got off, I'm like, I'm going to take two FUBAR chews, 300 pure milligrams of THC, <laughs> just see what happens. And so I did that. Sure. And then like... How, wait, how, how how long was this before you got off of work? Half an hour. Oh, okay. So you know, I, I take my 10 yeah. and then I work 20 more minutes just to like wrap up whatever paperwork or whatever I need to and then, you know, sure. head out. That's kind of, that's how go. I prefer Ready to do go stuff. Get off. Yeah, I like to, I like to take my last break at like the end of my shift. Uh, just to like tie things up, you know, whatever. So I, um, I take two FUBAR chews and go back to work and I'm like just finishing up and like five minutes before my shift is ended, uh, my manager comes to me and they're like, Brit, um, can, can you, can you like, can you help manage sea smoke right now? Like we got one cook there. We need someone to at least like work the register and do do like prep and like sides. And like you're the only person here who can do it. And I'm like, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
which was a, a dumb idea, but like yeah, I, I would have been like I was no. I was getting paid like fourteen dollars for to be uh, no I was Ugh. getting paid I think like fifteen in management, which is like goddamn Bruh. garbage even you know yeah. in like the early two thousand tens, totally, and so you know I needed the money so I'm like I'll take the overtime, and so I go out there and uh, I just I remember one interaction very specifically and it was for a very basic menu thing this guy comes okay. up and he's like um hey could i get um uh, a cheeseburger with uh provolone and um a side of fries and could i also get the side salad with ranch too and i was like all right cool yeah hamburger did you want cheese on that <laughs> like yeah I'll provolone pr- pr- like oh okay cool cool uh, did you want any sides or just the burger it was like I'll um I asked, I asked for, for fries and a salad I'm like oh oh yeah yeah okay yes you did did you want dressing for that salad <laughs> and it was it was like a bunch of interactions just like that about just like me being bewildered uh, that like people are actually asking for things and, and expecting me to remember them at all. But you know, sure. when you pay your workers yeah. bullshit, expect them to get fucking high at work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, oh man. What? Okay. So 300 milligrams is a lot. It is a lot. Of that is a lot. It's not, it's not the most I've consumed a uh, 420 yeah. of this year. I consumed a pure gram pure THC. Cool. It was... Alright. I, yeah. I was just, like, sleepy and, like, whoa. And I was yeah, high but, way into the next day. Like, but, like, the that three that cool 300 at work seems like... Because, like, I, I would say that 100 is enough to knock out most people. Like, yeah. even people with, like, very high tolerances for weed... Like, yeah, for me that's kind of thre- oh sorry, for me that's kind of my threshold though of like actually getting high. It's like I don't usually get high until I hit like eighty to a hundred milligrams of pure THC. Um, even when it comes to like uh, you know like one of the, one of these guys right here. Like Was I, that that uh, Rick Simpson oil? Yeah, yeah, RSO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that good shit. Sick, sick, sick. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that must have been a time. Did you have to? Well, okay, one more follow up question. Did you have to like cook anything? And did you fuck it up? No, no, no. So uh, I did have to cook a lot of things, and I did great at it. Wonderful. That's the thing. Is like that is a skill that I've been so high at for so long that I don't have that that I know I can do it. Because like when I cook at yeah. home, I'm always high as fuck. Yeah, and yeah. I've been doing that forever. And when I was at work for a long time and cooking, I was always high as fuck. And so, <laughs> sure. you know, and so when you develop a skill when you're a certain way, that skill is developed in your certain way. And maybe I might be a better cook when I'm sober. Who knows? Probably not. Knows? Actually, because um, I, I love I love cooking when I'm stoned. Like mm-hmm. I love to get like all fucked up, and I'm like feeling like a wizard, feeling like a wizard. Feeling, feeling like, like a, a wizard, wizard, feeling like a wizard, wizard feeling like a wizard, feeling like a wizard, you know, like and it's like, wizard. 
It's just good. Yeah, it's just I, good. I, I get it. I you know? It. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a wizard. But, uh, yeah, you know, I I have cooked sober a lot at, you know, food oh, yeah. places that I've worked. And that's fine, too. Um, but, yeah. Food industry, man. Yeah, but it's not cool. Don't get paid enough. It doesn't. Never. Never. There's so no I kind of miss it sometimes, honestly. Like, I kind of miss the restaurant work. Because there's something about it, like the, it, yeah, the, like you cl- you you work a closing shift, right? You get out at like ten or eleven p.m. and like and you you've just cleaned so much shit, yeah. you've made so much shit, and you've got tips in your pocket, mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck yeah, the night is young. I'm feeling like I'm filled with fucking power right now. Like yeah. it, it's a vibe, you know. And I kind of miss that sometimes. But. No, I, I kind of miss like the feeling of like camaraderie, and, like the society yeah. of being a cook mm-hmm. is something that's like, I don't know. Like kitchens are a lot more tight knit than any other type of workplace. I'd They're say. very tight knit. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like I, it's like a lot of it is like like bonding over how much bullshit it is. Like that, that's really so what it is. Because like you know, like yeah, yeah you know. In a workplace, like I've I've worked my way up in the grocery world to where like I, I keep going to like more and more um, I guess liberal grocery stores, uh, you know, okay. that, that just have like more liberal philosophies, and they're like, who fucking cares? And so now I'm in a grocery store to where like people wear shirts that say like "fuck cops" and like no one cares. That's like a thing we all believe, and like. If if a customer or a cop comes in and is like you, what are you doing wearing that shirt at work? The manager will be like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> like, that's a valid belief. That's a political belief that they have. That's fine. Not against their dress code. Nice. Which is amazing. Like I'm I'm it. Yeah. I'm it. I believe one of the least dress coded public places in the world. Cool. It's good. It's good. Sounds good. It is. I'm here for it. Yeah. At the same time, I don't know how long that place is going to be there. Yowza. Yeah. That's a bummer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Bazinga. Is that what they say? Apparently. I I actually, okay, I've never watched that show. The Bazinga show, whatever it's called. Big Bang Theory? I've never watched it. Big Bang Theory, Big Big Bang Mom. Uh, I'm thinking Mon- of Young Sheldon. Bong 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 Foray. <laughs> I've never watched that show. Uh, never in my life. I've never heard a person oh, utter I... the word bazinga. Big other Bang than... in theory. <laughs> That's a joke for no one. <laughs> I love that joke though. Ne- Necrophage released another now. album. Necrophage- Come on, no, straight up. We do they. Like they did like Epitaph and then the dude released like one more song and that's it? Yeah. yeah. And now he's like an engineer somewhere in Germany. What the fuck? Yeah. Mohammed yeah, Schumann. If you're listening to this, you're not. Make another fucking album. Like hit, yeah, hit Muhammad, us up. Hit us Muhammad up. Mohammed Smeesies. Come on. Make another fucking album, bro. Hit us up. We'll 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 wreck shit with you. Hit us yeah, up, Mohammed yeah. Schumann. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. He's a, I, I, I hear that he works for BMW. No. He's like an engineer of some kind. But he's a motorcycle engineer. Oh, weird, maybe. I bet. He seems like he might be. Possibly. No. Yeah. I got to see that band, though. I got to see him once. That was cool. In theory. 
<laughs> Only Ash remains. Uh, mm. Classic band, classic band, classic bangers. Yeah, classic I really, songs. I really. So, uh, Necrophagist is uh, one of the two bands I would credit with, like, actually, like, making me enjoy death metal on a non-ironic sure. level because I really, ironically, enjoyed Cannibal Corpse for a long time, and As I still do. do. They're yeah. not. I mean, God, how do I put Cannibal Corpse? I mean, they're they're the worst death metal band to to be the biggest death metal band. Like they're just like Alec <laughs> Alex Webster is awesome, but they're like a very average death metal band besides yeah, Alec. We- I actually Alex do Webster. agree. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have they have some catchy songs, which is like they, kind they've of had why a couple really good guitarists, yeah. but only a couple out of their like yeah. what six guitars that they've had. So though that whole story about their guitar player and how he was like breaking into people's houses on meth and then they yeah. like raided his house and found a bunch of human skulls yeah I mean, oh that was dude, so good so amazing yeah amazing. yeah and he wrote like, he wrote that song like <laughs> I, I, I have guns in my house for murder yeah <laughs> my home is filled with skulls yeah yeah that's right that's right we got a bunch of guns and a bunch of skulls which is so fucking dope man dude that's so dope i love that energy like yeah, i i wanna i, I wanna I'm, I'm there for this i'm there for 100%. it 100 percent Hundred percent. Hundred. Hundred. A Brit. 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 Yeah. Brit. Can you? Can I need to ask you a personal favor? Yeah. I need you. I need you to hit me with the bucket facts. Bucket facts. Bucket facts. Bucket facts. Bucket facts. Bucket facts. Oh wow! I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Uh, I have an interesting one today. So. Oh, hit me has to do with the origin of how um, Buckethead came to play for Guns N' Roses. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, this is according to a couple interviews that I read, um, both with Josh Fries, who was the drummer for Guns N' Roses from, like, 96 to 2001. He's also played with Nine Inch Nails and A Perfect Circle. Okay. Um, Matt mentioned him uh, on another podcast. Uh, and okay. That was where we learned that Buckethead makes his own soundtracks for the Disneyland rides, you know? Right. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, uh, according to Josh Freese, uh Axl Rose first became aware of Buckethead through um, Buckethead's newly released album, Monsters and Robots, in, like, 99, w- uh, which Buckethead was promoting while touring with Primus. Okay. Um. And so he says that Axel called Buckethead in November of 99 and invited him to his house for a Christmas party. At the time, Buckethead was apprehensive and kind of iffy on joining Guns N' Roses because it really, uh, quote, wasn't really his kind of thing. So. Yeah, I can see that. uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, Later in 2002, press release for Buckethead's album, Brumid. Uh, Bermuda Triangle, uh, Freese recounted the meaning of Axl Rose and Buckethead, saying, At a 99 Christmas party at Axl Rose's house, the Guns N' Roses leader, whom he had never met before, presented Buckethead with a gift, a hard-to-find Leatherface doll no one else had given him. And Buckethead would later tell MTV, um, stating he took... The gesture is a sign 
that Axel must understand me somehow. So interesting. Okay, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, Buckethead um, joined okay. Guns N' Roses uh, four months later, or four and a half months later, in March two thousand. Um, okay. So weird. Okay, so he gave him a Leatherface doll. Yeah, and Buckethead's like, yeah, okay, this guy gets me. Which sure. right, 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 definitely. So, but but okay. um, after that, uh, Buckethead still hadn't joined until March of two thousand. And the way okay. he joined was, uh, according to uh, drummer Brian Mantia, also known as Brain, who has played in several projects with Buckethead, including um, uh, Les Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains, and he's the Brain yeah. in that. And Bucket yeah, is yeah, the yeah. Bucket, obviously. Bernie is Bernie he's the, he's the from Parliament. Yeah. And, you know, Les Claypool is fucking weird and himself. Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, but according to Brain... Uh, he signed his contract with Axel at Disneyland. I think Axel oh. went to Disneyland and they signed on the Haunted Mansion. As he was on the ride, he signed the contract. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, and okay. In a forum post in December of 2008, Axel Rose stated, I'm pro Disney, go about once a year. Went with Buckethead a lot. <laughs> Oh man, wouldn't it be amazing just to tag along with those two at Disneyland? <laughs> that would be something else. Yeah, do, right. Do you think? Do you think that when Buckethead is not doing Buckethead things, does he wear the bucket? Like, did he, like when he went out with Axl Rose, did he wear the bucket? I don't. I don't think so. I, I think he's got a. I think he tries to like. I don't know. So, uh, man, have you listened like, to? Oh, Okay, here's here's why I asked the question. Yeah. I asked the question because like I'm assuming that people would probably recognize Axel Rose, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so if Buckethead's like, "Hey, people are gonna recognize Axel Rose," I should probably, you know, fuck it up, as he probably said. True, but at the same time, like we don't have any pictures of Buckethead at Disneyland, which is, huh. uh, yeah. So, okay. um. Uh, one thing I would really recommend you listen to, and all listeners listen to, actually, if you want to, like, try to get head, um, <laughs> is there's a podcast from 2017 um, called Coming Alive, and it's called A Conversation with Buckethead. And it's a guy who I think is actually Buckethead's therapist talking to him. Okay. Yeah, I was told about this. My My friend Max told me about this. Oh, Ma- uh, the Max we both know? <clears throat> yes, yes. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> excellent. A coupon app. A coupon app. Yo, I'm loving the shit out of this coupon app. But my phone is so cracked that the screen won't stamp. I'm like, damn, I like this coupon app. Yo, I'm chilling at the mall with that Cinnabon freshness. They always so expensive, but my homie, you got checked this. Last batch of the day, they usually toss at least one tray. And so I rummage through they trash and make a Cinnabon dash away. When I'm at a restaurant, I get lemons with my water. Then use a table sugar, mix it up, and make an order. It's like getting paid free lemonade. Cause I saved the money that I would've gave For something I can make for free And it just makes no sense to me When I can make it ungratis And I don't have to spend the least Don't try to fleece me You'll get beatsy Coupon clipping game ain't easy Wizards hate they can't relate The savings count just don't amount to zeros That I got heroes get dropped 
claiming bankruptcy Wallace coupon wizards get it for free <laughs> Shut the fuck up <laughs> Oh my god Okay we listened to some Buckethead albums We certainly right? did um, We did Oh man So okay. uh, uh, Pike's 28, 29, and 30 That's correct uh, Yeah uh, Feathers Splatters mm-hmm. And Mannequin Cemetery I like that that title a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. My general impression of these three Buckethead albums was pretty boring metal. I don't know about you. Not a huge fan of all three of these. Yeah. I I liked Mannequin Cemetery the most out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'd we'll, say the we'll same. We'll yeah, Feathers there. is okay too. Splatters... I didn't oh, like it all. Oh my god! Okay, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah. Pike number twenty-eight, feathers. Can uh, you tell me when it was released? Uh, October third, twenty thirteen. Thank you. Oh. Uh, my very first note here: return of baritone guitar. Baritone guitar is yeah. a common theme among or, these. Or, these or three downtone. Records. Yeah, all, all three of yeah. these albums definitely have downtune guitar. Mm-hmm. Or baritone. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Just, um, there were some CD. interesting parts in Feathers. I thought that Feathers, like the first half of Feathers at least, was like mm. kind of diverse. There's a little bit of like, there was a song called Faded, and yeah. part of it just sounded like sludge metal pirate music. That's what my note here Yeah, he, he used a lot of like whammy um, pedal and synth envelope on that one. He used so much whammy pedal, synth envelope, and octave pedal on all this album. Like, I feel like this album was, like, him just, like, experimenting with, like, three new pedals he got, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the, it, it's, it's, it's okay and riffy and stuff, yeah. but, like, I don't know, like, so, you know, you know, it's one thing I noticed he did on, like, all three of these albums a ton. It's just, like, okay. the same guitar on this, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he did, like, very similar runs. It was, I don't know. These three albums are actually, like, pretty cohesive as albums together, but, like, they don't bring anything new to the table. Uh, new to the table. They're kind of, I don't know, not not fantastic. Okay. Sure, I agree. No. But Feathers specifically. So the first half of it is very much, like, fairly traditional bucket stuff. Um, there's a little bit of weirdness, uh, right? Me. And then bucket stuff, bucket stuff. Continue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, some fairly traditional stuff there. Um, but then there's a track and I, I didn't actually write down what the name of it was. That's just like ambient sounds. And yeah. Like oh no, no, of- no. That was, um, so cactus spines track five okay. was yeah. beautiful, weird, and uh-huh. like exp- it was, it was, it was like. So what I wrote about cactus vines was, uh, wow, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, highly harmonic song played on electric guitar with very little gain. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm it's not like, sure. It's basically an ambient track. Yeah, I'm not sure the if there was the actually album. a consistent melody or form that he was yeah. like following. Um, but it was super odd and ambient. And it could have been done in one take by someone who's not a very skilled guitarist. Probably, yeah. But but the fact um, that he played it makes me like actually enjoy it, yeah. and I actually really yeah, liked that song. Mm-hmm, probably it was probably my favorite song on all three of the albums. So I liked 
the first half of this album I thought was okay, and mm-hmm. then I liked that ambient track. Yeah, and then the rest of it is just wheedly, wheedly. So much wheels. Stuff. That's so for the rest of the down. Yeah. Okay, mm. and that stuff. It's like it's. It's exhausting. like the first like hour and a half of Pokemon, just so many Weedles, Doug. <laughs> okay, nice. That was What's a good up? pull. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, um. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was all right. Feathers was all right. Um. Mm-hmm. Not you know. It, it was it's, all right. It, yeah, probably on my bottom ten so far. Uh, sure. Not not great, but fine. Um. Fine. Lots of synth envelopes, lots of shred, lots of octave pedals, lots of like doubling the bass and guitar. I would say that this one could be the soundtrack to some kind of horror ride based on like that ambient track, the the more aggressive like Weedly stuff. There's some like heavier riffs in there here and there. It could it could do some horror stuff. Right, right. And so 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 the pacing of the album isn't bad because you know it does have it kind of like devolves into that uh, slow song and then just like gets a little funky with the octave pedal in the next song and ends with yeah. a super shreddy, intense tapping shit with yeah. no bass, which is kind of, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, not, not, not a lot to say about this one. It's okay. I, yeah. It's not one I would recommend to somebody that hasn't listened to the bikes, but if you're listening to the bikes, if you're doing a marathon, like we're doing, I, I guess listen to it. Sure. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's, it's fine. Uh, it's not great. It's fine. Though. It's not great, but it's you know. fine. Um, yeah. now, Pike twenty nine. Um, Sweaters. Can I can I can I read a, a note that I have? Yeah, please, please um, do. Okay, so firstly, I just want to say one positive thing about this album okay. that it has my favorite album cover so far of the Pikes. I think it's a really cool album cover, actually. Okay, that's like, good. I think the art is cool. And Excellent. I wish the album was as cool as the art. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a note here. <laughs> I'm just going to read all of my notes. It says, <laughs> complete guitar gibberish from start to finish. Yep. Almost unlistenable. And then it just says, not musical. <laughs> yeah. So uh, by this was, this was four tracks, uh, Splatter 1, Splatter 2, Splatter 3, and Splatter 4. And the note I have for Splatter 4 is, holy shit, more shredding? What the fuck? This album doesn't have a lot of diversity. Not a huge fan. Kind of bad. Bottom three. (laughs) Yeah, the the not musical note that I took was during the fourth song. I was like, wow, Uh, okay, (laughs) we're here, huh? (laughs) I honestly, I kind of found this one boring. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like, it, was, it like, was a chore to get through. I'll be honest. Like yeah. this one, it's like it is just pure like uh, atonal shredding. Yeah, it's like, like that is God. It. There was there was like, a track on the I think one of the very first albums. One sec here. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, uh, you know, it was the the third track on "It's Alive" uh, called "Peeling Out," and it was just twenty seconds of him like shredding hard, and that yeah. was dope. But this is 31 minutes of that, and it's yeah. not dope. It's I get it, like he's good, but yeah. he's so much better than just fucking this atonal shreddy shit. You know? Oh yeah. What's interesting though, and one positive thing I will say about it is 
albums like this make me appreciate albums like Pike 13 yeah. so much more right. when we get them. Yeah. Right? So it's like it's like he's doing this intentionally, yeah. which I, I do think is kind of interesting in a in, in like a conceptual form. Like like say for example, you like Buckethead are going to release a great number of albums mm-hmm. in a very short period of time. Like how do you keep a listener interested? How do you make the hit the highs higher and the lows lower? Oh, like creating false lows in a way. Oh. I kind of. Like I feel like Maybe there's an idea behind that. I don't know. It, I, think, I, I, think, I think it's kind of interesting. I think, I think Home Depot is actually working on that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I have a story about fucking Home Depot. Wait, no, is it Home Depot? Or Lowe's. No, Lowe's. It was Lowe's. Oh. I, I do have a story about Lowe's. Dude, okay, so I went to Lowe's the other day to get some chain. Isn't that a David, um, David Bowie album? <laughs> I... Shut up. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I went to Lowe's to get some chain because I was going to try to hang this thing from my ceiling. So anyways, I go to the uh, the chain aisle. and I <laughs> The up. chain aisle. <laughs> There's a chain aisle. I think I'm fucking with you, but there, there's a chain aisle. Okay. So I, I went there and, and I picked out the chain that I wanted. And then I noticed that like, uh, there's, I got to get somebody to cut the chain for me. Like you're yep. not allowed to use the little yep. chain cutter thing yep. by yourself. So yep. I walk around and find a, a salesperson and I'm like, Hey, I need to get some chain cut. She follows me over and, uh, the chain cutter machine is not working at the time. Oh, so she no. just like, okay, well I'm going to go grab somebody else and we'll figure it out. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm just standing there. Some other guy comes up and he goes, Oh yeah, chain machine's broken. We're, we're not selling chain right now. And I'm like, well, can't you just go grab some bolt cutters? It's a hardware store yeah <laughs> like real. like i i want to buy some chain he's like no nah, no nah, we're not selling chain right now and i was like okay cool <laughs> <laughs> uh so that was kind of like the end of that situation there but then like a bunch of other dumb shit happened like be- before the girl went and got the other dude like she was asking like how much chain i wanted right and i was like mm-hmm. oh okay so i need i need four two foot lengths of chain so eight feet total so she's like, oh, okay, so two four-foot lengths of chain? And I was like, no, four two-foot lengths of chain, eight feet total. She's like, okay, so four feet of chain. And I was like, no, no, uh, no. So eight divided by four is two. <laughs> and like, I, I basically like had to go over this with her like a lot of times, and I was like, what are you missing here? Like, I made it very clear. Yep. Like, you know what she's <laughs> missing is a GED. I don't. Oh, I guess I do have a GED. You do. But, <laughs> That's whatever. Uh, whatever. But anyways, like that happened, and then when I ended up buying some other shit, and um, I was trying to check out, and like I have them. I always have them email me receipts because it's like way easier to keep track of that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just better. Um, and so I was like trying to give my email address to this person, and I was like S P E and S E R, and she's like S P E S E R. And I was like, S-P-E-N-S-E-R. And she's like, S-P-E-S-E-R. Spencer. And I was like, no. S-P-E-N-S-E-R. Spencer and like, Lodge. I spelled my name. I spelled my name for this woman. Like, I, I swear to God, like a dozen times. And I was doing it slowly. Like, I wasn't like just going super fast. I was just like, hey, you're not spelling it correctly. And I kept having to correct her because she kept typing it in wrong. I was like, dude. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. I don't know. 
yeah. Anyways, Lowe's, I rarely leave reviews. Like sometimes you get the thing where it's like, do you want to fill out a survey based on your experience here? And I, I never do. Mm-hmm. And this was one time where I was like, yes, I fucking do. <laughs> and so I gave them one star and everything. And they said, everyone was completely fucking incompetent. I, I, I don't understand how your business is still in business. And uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. Well, hardware store. What do you, what do you mean? They, they pay minimum wage for minimum work. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, this is retail. They should pay. The, they should pay those poor people better. Even though I think all those people are incompetent, they should still pay them better. Yeah, hundred percent. Should. Hundred uh, percent. Let me let me grab another drink before we get to mannequin cemetery. Yeah. Let's do Salad? Shut up. What is happening? That's not this podcast. Is it cereal or salad? I can't tell. Mm. What's the difference, dog? Uh, Everything is oh, soup really... when you think about it. It um, doesn't matter. It's soup. So oh, lettuce man. soup. <laughs> Yum. What are you drinking? Um... Gin and bourbon. Oh, no, sorry. Gin and bourbon. Ginger bourbon. Ginger bourbon? Bourbon ginger. Ginger beer and bourbon. Oh, okay. Gin. Isn't that a dark and stormy? That's a that's a, with a rum, I think, right? I thought that uh, Moscow Mule is is ginger beer and vodka, and then Correct. dark and stormy is ginger beer and, and whiskey. I thought it was rum. Exactly. I could be wrong. I don't. I don't know. I don't it's not like I'm going out to bars these days, you know. It's gonna be um, ginger beer, dark rum. Yeah, rum. All right, that's well, a rum guy. Shows you what I know. I don't know shit. Yeah, it's just um, a, a except for ginger. bucket shit. Mm. Do you know bucket shit? Bucket shit. Bucket shit. Bucket shit. All right. Uh, Mannequin Cemetery, Pike 30. Yeah, Pike 30. Oh, my gosh. This this Pike, uh, com- in comparison to the previous two records, is a brush of fresh air. Whoa. Try uh, that again. <laughs> it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air. Uh, released uh, on October 5th, 2013, by the way, which, uh, if we can back up here real quick. Okay. Uh, the release dates for Pike 28, 29, mm-hmm. and 30, respectively, are October 3rd, 2013, then September 26th, 2013, and then October 5th, 2013. 
So we have another case me, of. So what you're telling me is that Buckethead is the time traveler. Something like that. No, he just Fuck announces yeah. Pikes, and that's the order that they're actually uh, like canonized in. But not necessarily the order they're. That's the order that they're canon films in. True, uh, and if yeah. you're listening to this podcast, go watch some canon films, especially yeah, the Golden Globes films. films. They're all yeah. amazing. Go, go, go! Watch all of them. They're great. Uh, start with the Apple. It's my favorite musical. It'll fuck your mind. It'll fuck a lot of things. It'll, it'll, it'll Chris Angel mind fuck you. Oh, straight up, uh, it will mind freak you. Um, uh, so imagine someone with a Chris Angel tattoo. Can, can we think about that for a second? Like, my, imagine someone who's not Chris Angel with mm-hmm. a Chris Angel tattoo the, of, of Chris Angel's face, or one that just says like "Mind Freak." Ooh, oh yeah, just just says "Mind Freak." Mm. That's good. What about what about a tattoo on your head that says "Mind Freak"? Mm. I was thinking a neck tattoo, this? like right what? here. I'm gonna throw something on you. I don't know if you're ready for this. Mm-hmm. Mind freak on a leash. I wasn't. I wasn't ready. <laughs> That's the name of this episode, by the way. Mind freak on a leash. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, dude, we we should watch all of Chris Angel's stuff and provide some live commentary. I think. Yeah. We should do that for the internet. I think people would appreciate. it. Yeah. I'll make a cast angel. <laughs> that doesn't work so well. Anyway. No, um it's terrible. So Mannequin Cemetery. Not, yeah, there's, there's not some bad. Yeah. It's not great. I mean a lot of it like reminded me of like, you know, like nineties alt metal kind of primacy here and there. And then there's, there's a lot of, like, here and there. So one of my notes here mm-hmm. says, uh, "Oh shit, I lost my notes. Hold on, sorry." It says, "It just says Bucket Label Society," which is what this yeah. album <laughs> reminded me of a lot. No, there, uh, there was definitely of, yeah. There were a lot of riffs where I was like, mm-hmm. "That could be a Black Label Society." Riff. Yeah, like, either that or yeah. like Pantera, and also like uh, at least track two, uh, "Purse of Holes," was super mega deathy to me. Interesting. And yeah, I, I found myself that. like making up mega death lyrics to the song. <laughs> Did you write any of them down? No, I just kind of sang them to myself, and I was really high. And I mean, That's this was nice. only like three hours ago, but still. Yeah, 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 yeah. I listened I to know. them today too. Yeah. Nice. Got to keep them Great fresh job. in the mind, my brother. Yeah, 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 fresh in the bucket mind. Yeah. Bucket mind. Bucket mind. Bucket mind. Um. Yeah. So there was um. Hmm. Hmm. Good salad. Mm. A lot of chromatic chugging. Um, a lot of alt metal stuff. A lot of yeah. like double kick stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what gore- I liked about this one though mm-hmm. um, is that, in comparison to the previous record, splatters. No, no chromatic shredding. Um, it's just riffs. Like which? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's nice. lots of chromatic riffs. Sure, but they're they're yeah. riffs. They're not yeah. just like yeah. you know. Yeah, like uh, track six, where rings were, is a lot of chromatic chugging, and not a yeah. ton else. Um, it, it gets kind of melodic to the end, but you know, it's mm-hmm. still like yeah, no, just chuggy. I, 
this one I think is the best one of this grouping. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I don't, well, and I, can, I, I hope we can agree. Like, Pike Twenty Nine Splatters is the worst one of this grouping, and maybe yeah, one of the absolutely. worst pikes overall so far. I'm not honestly. Yeah, I would say like definitely well, bottom three mm-hmm. at least. I, I like, wrote that on here. It and, might and actually like, be my bottom, my bottom yeah, pike. I think might it might be, be my so least far. favorite one so no. far. I mean, it's, it's not because like there's but, nothing, there's nothing unique about it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just, just shredding, and right. it's like that's cool. It, it's it's cool that Buckethead can do that. It's cool mm-hmm. that he can make what is ostensibly an album out of just that, even if it is kind of unlistenable. Mm-hmm. But it's not fun or good. I don't know. I, I can in can, what it, what I will say is this though. It did make me enjoy Mannequin Cemetery a lot more, yeah, because it was more like listenable, like mm-hmm. because it's just riffs, right? And the, and a lot of the riffs are actually like pretty fun, like they're not they're not dumb. Mm-hmm. And even though like I, I'm comparing it a lot to Black Label Society, but I like Black Label Society. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm actually gonna just admit that right now, like mm-hmm. on the record, I objectively like Black Label Society now, and I'm okay with that. Wait, wait, Spencer, are you? Drunk and I completely gone. Drunk and stone completely gone. Yeah, dude. Uh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm going to listen to that song later. Yeah, I probably It's going to be good. Dude, that song's good. That whole album is good. Blessed Hell Ride. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says. I think it's fun as fuck. Listen to Blessed Hell Ride, listener. It's good. All right. Sort of. <laughs> I don't know. If, um, you know. If you're in a super chuggy metal with like, you know, decently clean kind of, actually pretty, I'm going to say this, Zach Wilde, I think is a good metal vocalist straight up. He's actually like surprisingly good, which is, which is weird. No, he's he's good at like, harmonizing I... with himself and it's like, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't have a huge range. He's, he only does like two octaves, but so does Ozzy. And yeah. so he, he kind of does what yeah. Ozzy does, but I think kind of better. Yeah, and his like his voice is a lot higher than mm-hmm. you would expect. Like if you've never listened to Black Label Society and then you do, yeah. you're like, oh, he he no, does he, falsettos. Yeah. Like he, that's no, yeah, he's okay. straight up he's straight up in like the probably like, I don't know, at least like C three up to maybe somewhere in the five range. Like he's yeah, that sounds about he's, right. he's got a, a decent like tenor straight up. Uh, he can also definitely do a baritone for sure, but and he can do like he he's good at uh, at vibrato. So mm-hmm. like his vocals are not super complicated, but they're they're good for what it what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. He's one of those people that his music feels very utilitarian in yeah. the sense that it's like it's just in service of getting out this one idea, and typically the one idea is either like a riff or a chorus, <laughs> like depending on the song. And uh, I don't know, Zach Wilde's okay. He's fun to make fun of, but he's he's, he's very okay. memeable. Uh, but he's at the same time, he's memeable. also very talented as well. And I recognize yeah. that. It's just yeah. I don't care because he's funnier than he is talented. To me, sure, um, sure. I I have so like I I liked Black Label Society a lot when I was younger. I remember. Oh, I, think I when know. I, I know you know. I uh, know. When I met you, I had a Black Label Society shirt. You it was did. an XL. And if you don't know, I'm a very skinny man. No. So, like, I don't know why I was wearing a fucking XL BLS shirt in 2004, but I was. That's uh, so dark. And 
I mean, I guess that was the style at the time. But uh, I liked that band a lot when I was like kind of learning guitar. And then I, I very quickly just like, I don't know, got into different stuff. I never like had like a falling out with that band. I was just like, I don't care about this anymore because I'm better at guitar and I'm interested in different stuff. Yeah. And uh, I came back to it recently just to like kind of see what it's like, you know, 15 years and change removed you know mm-hmm. and like a lot of those songs still hit like stoned and drunk is a banger mm-hmm. the song is so good like you can't deny it it's good even some songs on hangover music volume two that that record has some some good songs on it well, i don't know I mean, they're, they're, they're confident they're serviceable for exactly what they are you know they're they're pretty catchy i i get why people are into it i don't get yeah. why people wear like bls colors like they're in some kind of fucking biker <laughs> like it's gang. a gang. Yeah, like exactly. It's, a it's, it's, it's like gang. <laughs> it's like seeing a guy wearing like Sons of Anarchy colors. You're like, dude, is, is what? <laughs> is there a Black Label Society gang in Sons of Anarchy? I've never watched it. No, there isn't. But that'd be amazing if that'd there was like incredibly... a crossover of like yeah. Sons of Anarchy versus Black Label Society bike gangs yes. that don't exist. Yes, I would actually love that shit. That'd be fucking I would watch funny the shit stuff. out of that. Just make a show starring Zach Wild and where he just pretends to be a biker because he's mm-hmm. not a real biker. Like that's the thing that's like funny thought, to me is yeah, like all these he, like. I mean, he rides bikes, but does he? I think he does. So that's the thing. That. I don't know if he does. <laughs> like, I think people just like to think he does. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, I, I guess he could be into that sort of stuff it's just like there's a lot of like motorcycle based imagery surrounding that band and like i i'm not so sure how much of a motorcycle connection they have in real life or if it or if it's just like manufactured slash imagined yeah um do we need to type zach wild motorcycle into google and see what happens that's exactly what i just did (laughs) good Apparently, um, Black Label Society and people wearing their colors have had a lot of trouble in Europe <laughs> with oh, their right. motorcycle it's like clubs. Sweden, right? Isn't they, aren't they like a gang? Yeah, well, it, well no. Um, so back in 2005, Zach had to cancel a show in Manchester, England, due to threats from the Satan Slaves Motorcycle Club. According to the reports at the time, Members from two or three outlaw motorcycle clubs got into Zach's soundcheck and demanded that all merchandise featuring the three-piece BLS patch be removed from the sales booth as it bared a close resemblance to the three-piece patch of a rival club, the Satan Slaves Motorcycle Club. Okay. What what happened? He just canceled the show and was like, fuck you guys? Yeah, they, they canceled the whole show because of that, which uh, tells me that Zach Wilde is... Um, Super tough. That seems like the right call, though. Honestly, like, like honestly, like if if that was, if like a a motorcycle gang was like, hey, your merch looks like a rival motorcycle gang, mm-hmm. and because of that, we're going to be at the show, and they might come to the show, and that means like propensity for violence at that point. Well, they, right? They just demanded that they pull all this stuff with like the motorcycle looking colors. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do that, but I would I would probably cancel the show. I'd probably be like, yo, well, I'm not dealing with this. 
I just um I just um probably opt to never opt gang culture into my image and not <laughs> be tough enough to back it up. That's fucking dumb. Well, no, that's that, like seriously. No, he, no, he I knew agree. he I knew agree. what he was doing, and then he like pushes like no seriously. Zach Wild, if you're listening to this, you're not. Um, <laughs> Let's pretend Zach is listening. You, mm, you can't project an image without backing it up. That's fucking bullshit. Straight up. I, that's that's I, all it is. I agree. That's I that's agree. all it is. And that's why I'm asking. I, does I, Zach the thing I appreciate about Buckethead is he has an image and he backs it up. He's like, hey, I'm weird, and guess what? He's fucking weird. <laughs> He's fucking weird, man. He's fucking weird. Bucket weird. Bucket weird. Uh. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Uh, mm. listen to Blessed Hell Red. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's good music, but like, hey, don't, don't, don't use gang imagery if you're not in a gang. Just don't fucking do it. It's a bad idea. It's only going to lead to trouble, yeah. and it's only going to lead to you looking like a fucking idiot. Like, there's yeah. a guy who I work with who I actually really like as a person, but he has a Sons of Anarchy shirt he wears a bunch, and I'm like, oh, my God. Cool. Yeah. You know, What's just, up with that? Like, shirts for TV shows? That doesn't seem like a thing I would want. I don't know. No. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's so yeah. oddly consumerist. Well, this, okay, I guess, like, Okay, I would wear a shirt for Venture Brothers. But like that's yeah. like the only show I could think of that I would wear a shirt for. <laughs> I, I might wear a shirt for like what we do in the shadows. That'd be sick. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Oh no. Fargo. <clears throat> I'd definitely wear a Fargo shirt. Isn't that just a sweater? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways, Brit. Hey, what you been doing? What you been consuming? What's your media mm. in- intake? Should Recommend so, me something. As I said earlier, I've um, you know, I I was forced into a quarantine confinement for for a little while. So you so. consumed hella fucking media. Is what you have saying. no idea. I mean, I I watched and caught up on five different shows. So I'm I'm gonna just Sick. go go down the. Go down here. Go down uh, the list. Oh, go down, up, huh? I caught up on The Expanse, which I believe the uh, next season drops tomorrow, or the first it, three episodes of it. Well, three seasons, yeah, three episodes yeah, of yeah. it are out now. Yeah, um, which I I'm super watched, stoked for. I'm, I'm going to wait for the whole season to drop before I stream it. I might too. Just, uh, yeah, because I really like the show, but I really like it's binging It's so fucking good. So, like, it's, that's it's, probably my favorite show that's mm-hmm. happening right now. It's it's, it's just so It's cool. a really good like, one. The, like the the whole like um, the way that they describe the, that universe, the way that universe is built out, and the way the the different factions play against each other, all that stuff, and then like the main plot line driving it forward, like it's all so good. All the characters are so good. Mm-hmm. It the visuals are amazing. Like it, oh it, oh, especially when it gets to season four, the yeah. the, the like the CGI is next goddamn level. It's like beyond. It, just, it looks like a movie. Like, no, it's it's better than most space yeah. movies. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's crazy yeah. good. Yeah, it shows fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Can't can't recommend it enough. Um, Don't recommend the fucking audiobooks for the books though. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, have I complained about this on the show yet? 
No, I don't think so. Oh, God. Okay, so I watched The Expanse, and I really liked it, Mm -hmm. and I was like, cool, I should read the book. I Mm -hmm. had actually already read the first book, Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, cool, I'm going to do a quick recap of the first book, and then I will read the second book. Well, Mm -hmm. I ended up just reading the first book again. (laughs) Um, And so after that, I was like, cool, I'm going to start reading the second book. So I started listening to the audio book. So I was like, cool, I can just listen to this while I like solder pedals together and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. So listening to it. But the dude who reads the audiobooks mispronounces shit a lot, like mm-hmm. character names, like just individual words. He just mispronounces them. And it's really irritating, and it got to a point where I couldn't listen to it anymore. I was like, dude, this is driving me fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> you just keep mispronouncing shit. So I found the the authors of the books... Um, it's like oh, you Daniel. Did, you, you did tell me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found him on Twitter, and I I sent them messages, and I was like, hey, do you uh, are is there any quality control for your audiobooks? Because homeboy that reads them mispronounces shit all the time, and it's super irritating. Mm-hmm. And they didn't respond to me. <laughs> Man, we we should we should we should try to do an audiobook together. I think that'd be fun. Oh, that would be great. I'd love that. Oh, why don't we write a novel together where? We each write the perspective of a different character. Like I write all the chapters for my character and you write all the chapters for your character. And we just alternate back and forth. And then when we read the audiobook, we read each other's characters. Oh dude, that's gay as fuck. I'm it's kinda, so gay. I'm kind of about <laughs> it. That sounds dope. Hell yeah. Oh. Um but yeah, no that that's sick. Um Expanse is great. Uh I haven't yep. read the books at all. They're really similar to the show. Excellent. That sounds great. Um, then after that, I uh, I went ahead and watched The Boys, as you recommended oh, several so episodes ago. Watched all of it. Really good. Uh-huh. Really good. Uh-huh. Really enjoy it. I, um, and this is coming from a person who um, generally hates superhero things, because I don't believe superhero things are realistic. Yeah. One sec, I got a piece of kill I'm going to throw here. Yeah. Uh. Get down there, Kale. There we go. Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, every single lead in the show is fantastic. The storyline, like, goes perfectly. It streams and binges super well. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I would highly recommend, if you don't like superhero stuff, but kind of like superhero stuff, because, like, I do like some superhero material, like... Yeah. Uh, I'd say the last superhero film I really enjoyed and still do enjoy was maybe like uh, non-ironically the first Batman that Tim Burton did is fucking awesome. Okay. Um, you know, and then ironically I absolutely love Batman and Robin. Oh, dude, Batman and Robin is a it's so good classic. It's I so see good. you. I mean, it's so bad, and that's why I love it. Uh, but Brit, you know, Brit, yeah. Brit, what killed the dinosaurs? What killed the dinosaurs? What killed the dinosaurs, Brit? The Ice Age. Oh, was that a was that a? a it's Mr. an Arnold Schwarzenegger line, line in that uh, movie, and it's uh, great. It's fucking beautiful and perfect. He's he's awesome. he's beautiful in that movie and just like Dude. just hamming up on. I mean, he, he plays the same character he did in, um, you know, uh, fucking the Running Twins. Man. Oh sure, yeah. But he's <laughs> suddenly evil. Um, 
yeah, so that that whole movie is like the most like cheesy cringe bullshit. It's mm-hmm. so great. Like I remember seeing it as a kid. So it came out in ninety seven, right? Mm-hmm. I remember going to see it in the theater. I actually saw it in the theater twice. Whoa. I really liked it when I was a kid. I thought it was mm-hmm. cool. And then I remember really liking it. And then I remember seeing all of the reviews of like critics like really bashing the shit out of that movie. And I, I remember reading the reviews as a kid in the newspaper, the Anchorage Daily News from Alaska. Uh, <laughs> and I remember reading that and being like, you know, I actually agree with these critics. Like these points that they're making, like I definitely noticed these things. That said, I still liked it as a kid because mm-hmm. it, it is like uh, like Joel Schumacher said during the filming of the film, mm-hmm. it is a live action cartoon. Exactly. And, like, no, it, it is made... a live action comic book. It is super fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he made a live action cartoon, and it's fucking. It's so ridiculous. It's so over the top that it's it's really something else. Like I'm glad that that film exists mm-hmm. because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's weird that people can can't excuse me cannot like canonize and um just absolutely love Batman the animated series mm-hmm. and at the same time just shit all over Batman and Robin because stylistically <laughs> they're actually fairly similar. Uh, oh wow, you're gonna! I hope you get a lot of hate mail for that. <laughs> I I will. Um, <laughs> No, actually, so I love Batman the Animated Series is probably my favorite cartoon of all time. It's fucking so good. It's it's incredible on every, except for actually Samurai Jack is probably my very favorite. Oh, yeah, Samurai Jack. You know know what show reminds me a lot of Samurai Jack is The Mandalorian reminds me a lot of Samurai Jack. I really love, and so actually, I'm going to use that to segue into my next recommendation. And something I, I think you should check out more to be honest, okay. even though you gave up on it after checking it out, is The Witcher. Okay. Um, it has, I mean, it's, it's like a fantasy series with that type of protagonist, a guy who just doesn't talk. And okay. it's it's great. Like, the character building and the world building you can do with someone who doesn't really express anything. It's pretty rad. It I is like fantastic. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... Okay. I have a spicy, spicy take here. Do it, do it. People aren't going to like it. No. They never like it when I say this. Mm-hmm. Okay. The main reason I have not given The Witcher show more of a try mm-hmm. is I fucking hated The Witcher 3, the game. I really? fucking despise that game. Okay. I don't ever want to spend any more of my time playing it, and I hate that they gave him eleven dollars for that fucking game. So, um, um, do you you only played less than fifteen hours of that game? I played about played about ten hours of that game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's all and I'm gonna say. I because after after like fifteen hours, I Have didn't play. I I yeah yeah I beat it. I you beat The Witcher 3? Yeah. Really? Like probably like a year that. ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we never talked about it. I've had it for a couple of years, but I beat it like okay. a year ago. Um, it's, I mean, honestly, yeah. And I, I get your perspective. Um, the world building is kind of slow. Well, I, so- I will be honest. The combat system takes some getting used to, but once you get good at it, it's fucking incredible. And honestly, my favorite combat system 
in any fantasy game ever. Okay. Um, The way the lore builds in the game is actually kind of similar to the show, and it's amazing. Like, the conversations you have with people carry over to other conversations you have with other people. Okay. Um, the the actions that you do, like, become legend, and, like, bards sing of your tales and specific things that you did. And it, it's, like, it's, um... It's... The world building, like, implemented in that game is fucking unreal. And I cool. would say unparalleled except by maybe some of the best like Skyrim mods. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I, my I had two yeah. main problems with the game. Mm-hmm. Uh my first problem was just how the character moved and interacted with the world. This was my main problem with the game. I hated the way the character moved. I hated the way it inter- the character interacted with the world. The combat incredibly not what I'm looking for out of a game like that. Okay. Um, that being said, like, it was more like, so like, right. I, the, what, what comes to mind immediately is like riding a horse through in that game is just a pain in the ass. Like I was the, always the, like the going horse off the physics roads. Is, and yeah. Like, the, the horse physics is the control. worst part of that game for sure. Yeah. And like, I, I hated that part of it mm-hmm. and I hated just the way the character moved. And I was always like, I, I just remember running like rolling into rocks all the fucking time. Like that was what I remember from that game. The second my second main problem with that game is that the background like ambient music that plays when you're in the world mm-hmm. does not pause or change when you start a conversation with another character in the That's game. That's true. And it's super fucking loud. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like it felt like every conversation was you can, given. You can this, turn like, down the music volume, you know. That's I know, I mean. but yeah. every car- every conversation yeah. was given this like weird, like mournful tone to it, even if it was supposed to be like a funny conversation. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like the tone was just like all over the place, okay. and it made it really hard for me to get in, like immersed in it. I could see that. Yeah. So I didn't feel immersed in in the game until at least like ten to fifteen hours straight up. And yeah. I would, I would, I would recommend like playing it beyond where you did because, mm. or maybe I'm just restarting it because it's a very fulfilling game. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, the, I know a lot of people really like that game, and I, I'm not. Really uh, no, I mean it won like saying, game like, of the year from everywhere that year because after they patched it a couple ever. times, it yeah. became an incredible game. Yeah, and you know the uh, the series is pretty similar. Um, it, it follows a lot of the same. I mean, it's not the same story at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it kind of starts out, I guess, with the first Witcher novel, and the third Witcher game starts out with... I don't even know what novel. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. No. Still, still very good. Uh, Hen- Henry Cavill is um, a fucking hunk. God, that dude's so that's sexy. That's the dude that played Superman, right? Yeah, it is, but okay. so he... Uh, Brandon Ruth is a better Superman. That's fine, but Henry Cavill was like big into actually getting this produced, and he was one of the producers on it because yeah, yeah. he's really into the Witcher novels, which is a cool thing for any celebrity to be into. Yeah, so totally. Like, he, like, uh, like uh, uh, Vin Diesel. His, what's his name? Um, Christopher Lee in Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, yeah. Christopher Lee in Lord of the Rings because he was uh-huh. a huge fucking Tolkien stan, and the only person in the cast who had actually met Tolkien before uh-huh. he died. Um, yeah. And also the only guy in the cast who had been stabbed 
And so he, he acted as a consultant for uh, when someone got stabbed in the movies. Like, that's not how someone gets stabbed. Trust me, I've stabbed some Nazis. And that's what, what? makes Christopher Lee the greatest anything <laughs> of not all to mention fucking his time. metal albums. Oh, uh, he has multiple com- metal what, albums what, thanks that? to fucking Luca Turilli. <laughs> you know, Luca Turilli, so he wasn't on those albums. No, no, I know, but Luca Turilli, like, it was like he put why him on the, yeah. he got interested yeah. in metal. Yeah, you know? which is amazing. Because like, um, of Rhapsody, he was like, please, please do spoken word so, on my, my so dirty if, D&D albums, please. Yeah, and then, so <laughs> and I, he's like, I like this music. That, that's going to be another <laughs> one of my recommendations here is going to be Christopher Lee's, I believe, Constantine was the name of his album. And mm-hmm. this is basically the, the entire story of Constantine, but Christopher Lee going like, and here he stood <laughs> upon the ground. Well, like a subpar yeah. power metal band shreds behind him. Yeah, exactly. It's like very mid-paced power metal. It's very slow. Yeah. It's like, and then he's like, and then we sing. <laughs> yeah. <And> it's like, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not good. It's, but it's, you know what it is. It's not good, but it's, it's bad. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so another thing uh, I would recommend here is. Uh, a thing I think you talked shit on an episode okay. or two ago. Hit me. Uh, Ozark. Okay. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. Um, and you, uh, you know, you, yeah, you had a problem with it because it, there was this one scene where, like, uh, this dude masturbates. Or he doesn't what? masturbate. He, he, no, he, he has, like, porn on his computer. Um, and, like, I, I think you completely misinterpreted that scene, to be honest. And I, I would recommend you go back and watch the entire show because it's fucking fantastic. It's good. I've heard it's good. Uh, what's and, his name? Mike from Red Litter Media likes that show, so mm. it's probably pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a very good show. It um it has a lot of echoes of like Breaking Bad, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. but in all the right ways. It, it's different and it sets itself apart just enough. To where it's not like Breaking Bad at all, but you can definitely see echoes in it. I started watching a show the other day. Yeah, what's that? Uh, I started watching Westworld. Oh yeah, you haven't yeah. watched that yet. Interesting. No. How are you liking it so far? I don't care. It's fine. I don't know. The first season's great. I thought. First season's eh. wonderful. I think it's fine. No. Well, Meh. I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep watching it, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I did watch something that was good, though, recently. I'm trying to remember what it was. I probably talked about it recently. Oh, I've been watching Letterkenny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked to you about that the other day. Uh, It's good. It's good. Watch that. It's Mm -hmm. funny. Um, The writing is really good, and the acting is good. And it's it's like Trailer Park Boys, but complicated. (laughs) Like so, instead of like shitty dumb plots that are funny because they're shitty and dumb, it's like high concept stuff that's funny because it's like the characters are like rednecks, but the concepts are very in depth. And there's a lot of like the dialogue is incredibly fast. Like you have to watch it with subtitles. Like I cannot, un- I cannot understand that show without subtitles. It's so dense. And as it goes on, it keeps getting more and more dense. I'm in the third season right now, and it's like 
it's incredibly dense. Like it's mm-hmm. like, bro, like, what is happening? But I, I like how dense it is. It's it's very amusing. I I would rec- I would recommend that. Okay, that's that's it. Um, so one thing that happened to me is I I recently watched all of the Mandalorian. I hadn't watched it, but my mom and my my brother kept talking about it so much yeah. that uh, I. I was like, okay, fine, mm-hmm. I'll watch it. No, and that's, that's another thing that I watched all of while yeah. I was sick. But what do you think yeah. of it? I liked it a lot. It's great. It's right. Really it's so good. good. Like um, John, John, think, John uh, Favreau, and don't forget Dave Filoni from the Clone yeah. Wars. Right, right. No, yeah, um, both those guys are amazing yeah. producers. Yeah, John Favreau totally. like writes everything with a writing yeah. team, of course. But like he, yeah. you know, he's a it's head good. writer of everything, which I find very impressive because yeah. dude. It's good. Dude, dude does, I mean, he's fucking versatile. Like, did you see Chef? No, I don't think I saw that. I would so highly recommend Chef. Okay. Uh, it, it's a, it's a father-son film about, like, John Favreau, like, taking over a food truck. Oh, right, that movie. That's on, like, Hulu It's so, yeah. so good. I cannot tell you how good it is and how feel-good of a movie it is, like, I found myself like laughing and crying at the very end, and I'm like, "Man, what the fuck am I doing? I gotta stop getting this high, dog." <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it was it's it's a it's a fantastic, great film. I would. He's just a powerhouse director, writer. He just gets people, and sure. he he's able to write them well. I really like uh, so Mandalorian is really good, and this is coming from the perspective of someone who like. At this point, I will be honest, despite the fact that Star Wars occupies like an important part of my childhood, mm-hmm. I we, do we've not talked about a, this on the podcast before. I do not give a fucking shit about Star Wars. We've like, talked I about this before on the podcast, yeah, yeah. I don't care yeah. at all. Yeah. And yeah. so, that being said, this this show is cool in the sense that it I it has name-dropped and referenced like specific shit that happened in the extended universe novels from mm-hmm. the 90s. Like, I shit's was like, going straight okay. Zon, dog. Yeah, wow, wow. bro. They name dropped Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Thrawn, bro. Okay, yeah. like that's 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 like that's Thrawn. Digging com, into dog. some that's digging into some deep nerd shit that I had buried down real deep in my soul, oh. and like that coupled with like the way the show is done, and it's like kind of dark. It's kind of like mm. uh, it's definitely it's super gritty. Like mm-hmm. it's not like the Star Wars films at all. It's very mm. like. It doesn't paint like the Republic in a good light no. or the Empire. It, it, it's very it's complicated, much like, boots on the like life perspective. Is. Yeah, like, yeah, uh-huh. which is super interesting. Like, like that perspective is, has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, I like seeing the weirdness of the Star Wars universe, and there's a lot of weird shit in this show, which is great. Like, I think that is super fun. Like, I, I feel like that show gets a bad rap. Um, From who? because of like the Baby Yoda memes and stuff. Because ba- like Baby Yoda's fine. It's the some... way it's done in the show oh. is so much different than the way oh. that memes would have you believe it is. Oh. I, <laughs> I mean, guess like Baby Yoda it's... is there and exists and is like a crux of the show. But Baby Yoda fucking rocks. Yeah, he's and rad, Baby Yoda's actually. cute and like you don't you don't need to give a fuck about Baby Yoda because like the show is still about the Mandalorian. Like, yeah, it's... and it's it's directly about that. Dude, and his characterization is fucking fantastic. It's like, so the, fantastically written, and it's yeah. underwritten, which is beautiful. Like, yeah, it's, there, it's a there great are, show. Like, long stretches 
of just no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 I love it. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Like it, it, I really can't say enough good things about the, it. The it's, show it's is the really like good. a masterclass in show don't tell. Exactly. Yeah, no. yeah. And the visuals are amazing. Like mm-hmm. it looks just like the fucking movies, right? It's like no. the, I don't feel like there's a production value hit for this no, show. Like definitely it not. looks amazing. I and mean, yeah, like, no, it, it has the same production value as like Rogue One. Like yeah. maybe Maybe not quite as good as any yeah. of the mainstream ones, but still, like, they but, obviously like, have like, a great budget. And, yeah. it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, they don't rely on the special effects to make it good is the exactly. thing. Exactly. And, like, that's what's so important about it. Like, mm-hmm. like it has a lot of, like, uh, big, like, showpiece events that happen in it that are really cool. Like, really mm-hmm. cool sequences that are like, wow, this is awesome. But also... Like that's not why you watch that show. You watch the show because of the character, a character right. so, who like very rare. I, okay, I can't spoil anything here, but yeah. uh, let's just say a character who is very often given no real ability to emote outside of the way it's shot, right? right? Because he's wearing a helmet, right? You know, and, and it's and like he's also a Mandalorian too, so he doesn't typically show that much emotion. Yeah, but like the way it has developed his character and the way it, it has showed like how he has developed connections to other characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that I think is really strong about that show is like, they, they have a, like a, a very, at, at this point now in the second season, they have a pretty deep, like recurring stable of characters that show up yeah. repeatedly. They oh yeah. Up in yeah. Every yeah. Episode, Bill, Bill Burr came back. Repeatedly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, totally. So and they, they, they keep bringing back these characters from, like, other episodes, and they mm-hmm. have them do new things in the show. And it's, yeah, it, it's really, really good. Um, I, I w- am surprised at how much I like it, and mm-hmm. I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah, Literally, straight up. It's, it's, it's really, like, a universally even, good show. Even if, you're like, even if you're like me and you fucking hate the direction Star Wars is going yeah. in the films and, like, you're just not about it at all. Mm-hmm. Still watch this. It's good. No, and and th- honestly, this gives me a lot of hope in the Obi-Wan show because uh, what's his face? Not John Favreau. The other guy who did the Clone Wars is going to be show running the Obi-Wan show. Oh, that's wow. That's see. Okay. That's the smartest shit I've ever heard. Exactly. Doing, and, is like and that, giving, and that's, giving like, yeah. the, the Star Wars show control over giving the control over Star Wars shows to the people from the Clone Wars because, like, mm-hmm. that was, like, the one good Star Wars property no. of the and, last, like, No, and, like, you and me and, and my brother were talking about it the other day. Like, the Clone yeah. Wars was straight up the best, like, Star Wars IP creation since the original trilogy, straight up. Yeah. Probably since, like I'd say, honestly, the best thing Star Wars has done since Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and 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 then after that, like Rogue One was also amazing, and then The Mandalorian's amazing. Everything else, yeah, yeah, like Mm -hmm. the Clone Wars fleshes out that universe in a really interesting way and is really good. Mm, Yeah, and let's we can I think we can both recommend you watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Animated series. It's it's the first season is very. The first two seasons are a little kiddish. They're finding their footing. It's a lot of like you know, but, uh, Yoda with a lightsaber and like, I don't know, very you know, it 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 definitely has a lot of echoes of the the prequel films. Yeah, in the first but, season or two, and but, but after that, like, like season three entirely. and onward, are amazing. Yeah, it, it becomes like 
yeah really something else like mm. i yeah cannot recommend that yeah it's super great. political super philosophical definitely not yeah. a kid's show but it's framed as a kid's show so it's like accessible for kids which is weird yeah but i, th- I feel like, like adults will probably it's got get some it like really heady ideas in there that's like mm. very critical of war yeah it's very it talks a lot about like i an individual person's place in in a war like mm-hmm. what what does a person mean to a war yeah and like all that sort of stuff which is like dark and heady for a fucking kid show <laughs> like yeah it's it's really something else like i'm here for i don't it, know though. great show for sure yeah, very good <clears throat> i remember when i started watching that i was watching that with a person that i was dating at the time and um they were like I don't want to watch some fucking animated Star Wars show. And I was like, yeah, me either. But I've like heard it's good and it's on this streaming service. Let's just check it out. And we stuck with it. And we both ended up becoming like huge fans of the show. And we were like, wow, like this is so good. Like what the fuck? Like what happened? Mm -hmm. How did they make this show so good? Like it's pretty rad. And like it, it rectifies so much of the prequels. Like, it gives you context into, you know, Anakin and Obi Wan in those and their like, middle years. And like, yeah, exactly. Because it, it takes it place between is, yeah. uh, episodes two and three, right? I think so. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, and so you know, it's 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 fascinating, honestly. Yeah, really um, good. Really, really good. good. Highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, dude. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I would also recommend. Uh, oh, I have an anti-recommend. Yeah, what's that? Don't fucking be trying to buy a fucking PS5 right now because it's bullshit. Yeah, I've how many times have you tried? Buy a goddamn PS5 for so long, dude. Uh, sucks. Hate it. Fuck you, Sony. Sony, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, man. You sons of bitches. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. It's fair, Just, dog. Fuck that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've just been uh been rocking and rolling, you know. That's good. Keeping it greasy. That's how you gotta be, dog. Um. Yeah. So, uh, if uh, if I wanna find you online, where do I stalk you, dog? At New Metal Karate Society on Instagram, and then I'm pretty. I think I'm like at New Metal Cult everywhere else. K-U-L-T, I'm guessing? K-V-L-T. K-V-L-T, okay. New Metal, so K-V-L-T. If you search up New Metal K on most things, you'll probably find him. <laughs> Unless it's New Metal Karaoke, which is the... Um, it's not me. The generic brand version of Spencer. <laughs> and maybe you should follow him, too. Uh, sure, why not? That guy seems okay. Yeah, he's, well, I think he's, that's he's two fine. people, actually, that run that account. Okay, uh, yeah. Well, good, yeah, they good seem for them. Right. Good for them. Yeah. Um... If you want to follow me, you can find me on uh, at the queer goth most places. Yeah. Um, and you can follow know. us as a yeah. podcast at Bucketcast on Instagram. Yeah. Totally. Um, I should make us a Twitter. You I think wanna... I think I made us a Twitter. To be oh, honest. Oh, fantastic! Can we just like say fucking bullshit nonsense on that Twitter all the time because like I really want to do that. Yeah we should. Yeah for sure. Yeah. Um let me it's let great. me figure that out. I think I think I made us one. Cool. And I made us like um yeah an email address. Uh you can also find us at gettinhead.biz. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> our business is head. Our business is getting head dog. I mean we I wanna business I wanna head. get bucket head. 
Business and, head. Uh, business head. Business head. Business head. Business head. Uh, yeah. You want to wrap this fella up? Yeah. All right. So I'm ready to wrap it up. This has been Britain, and this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a Bucket Cast. Stay greasy, bucket boy. Outro music. 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 Outro. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you liked our podcast, or even if you didn't like our podcast, we'd love for you to go please rate and review it over at Apple Podcasts. That's uh, how we get more listeners, and I i don't even know how it works. It's just, I, I was just i was told to do it. Just, just, just fucking do it. Please. 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 Please, God damn it!